Yo, this is Tata's podcast, episode one. Today I'm dropping some knowledge on how Amazon delivers on one day shipping. So unless you've been living under a rock for the past decade, you've probably heard of Amazon. Founded by Jeff Bezos in 1994, what started off as an online marketplace for books has expanded to become the world's largest e-commerce marketplace. In 2015, Amazon eclipsed Walmart as the most valuable retailer in the U.S. by market cap. And earlier on this year, Amazon reduced two-day shipping to one day for its 100 million Prime subscribers worldwide with over 10 million Prime eligible products, which is just absolutely incredible. It's also no secret that Jeff started squatting around the same time Amazon was founded And like Amazon, Jeff's body has experienced steady and consistent gains. But what's not widely known is how the hell Amazon actually manages to deliver products in one day. So that's that's what we're going to get into today. The cost. All right. Amazon literally spends billions on shipping every year. In the last quarter of 2018 alone, Amazon's shipping jumped 24% to roughly $9 billion. And you can imagine these costs were driven up by insane expectations from consumers sitting on their couch to deliver goods all over the globe fast and consistently. Amazon also set aside $800 million in the second quarter of 2019 to invest in its shipping and transportation infrastructure, basically to speed up delivery and to cut costs. One thing that's important to understand um, and is you know, the underlying problem with, with e-commerce is packing and shipping. Those costs never end. Each time a unit is picked, packed, and sent out, those costs are incurred. So the key is to try and control this process as much as, as, much as possible. Traditionally, Amazon has relied on couriers like UPS, uh, postal services, but they've slowly began to invest in their own logistics network and now handles approximately 26% of shipping for online orders. And where did that 800 million go, you might ask? Amazon has about 50 airplanes, 300 semi-trucks, 20,000 delivery vans, and also operates ocean and freight services between the U.S. and China. Basically, they've set this standard that makes it incredibly hard to compete with them. So how does a package actually make it to your door? Most of the packages that are sold to you, the consumer, are sold directly by a third party. And according to an open letter from Bezos to shareholders in April, Third-party sales accounted for only 3% in 1999, growing to 58% in 2018. And the beauty of this whole thing is that Amazon charges those third-party providers a fee to list products on the site, starting at around 15% of the product's actual selling price. Uh, Amazon also sells products directly to consumers, and this is a combination of their own brands like Amazon Essentials, Basics, and Alexa devices. And in some cases, Amazon will actually buy inventory from a third party to sell directly. So most of the items sold to consumers directly are sitting in a warehouse waiting to be ordered and shipped. Products by a third by third parties will be sent directly to consumer once ordered, um, but could also be sitting in an Amazon warehouse to be shipped once ordered. So when you order a product, a warehouse worker, one of 250,000 of them, in one of 175 global fulfillment centers, picks, packs, and ships your beloved product. Now, most of these warehouse workers are assisted by approximately 100,000 robots. 
100,000. Think about this. This is the the capacity of AT&T Stadium, which is the largest stadium in the NFL. Now, according to Amazon, you know, the 100,000 robots help make the whole fulfillment center run way more efficiently, of course. Um, in 2012, Amazon acquired a robotics company, Kiva, for approximately $775 million and started using the robots in fulfillment centers shortly after. <clears throat> now, you might be wondering, um, you know, what exactly do these robots do? And they basically do it all, um, from lifting up pallets to packaging to driving inventory around the warehouse. The last stretch um, when a product leaves the fulfillment center um, is it has to go to another warehouse in your region. And to cut costs, thanks to Amazon's ongoing investment in this, in this area, Amazon has started sending packages using their own trucks and their own planes. Once the package is in, is in your region, it's taken to another warehouse in your city to be packed and delivered to your door. This type of delivery is called last mile delivery and is actually the most expensive part of the delivery process, believe it or not. Basically, up until now, products can be shipped in bulk, but you know the picking and delivering of individual products to specific destinations takes a lot of people, takes a lot of time, and in turn, it just makes it super costly. Most of these deliveries are outsourced by Amazon and they're basically charged a fee. You know, however, they are addressing these costs by using a combination of small business partners and their own delivery vans. Um, to help, Amazon also launched uh, the Amazon Flex program, where ba basically drivers can sign up to deliver products, kind of like Uber Eats. Another really cool and unconventional method Amazon uses to cut costs is by contributing up to a, a 10,000 in startup startup funding and the equivalent of three months salary for any of their employees who want to leave the company and start their own package delivery business which i which i thought was pretty cool in addition to this you know they're looking to use autonomous delivery drones streamline that to streamline that last mile delivery and you know they've they've filed patents with things like flying warehouses and have begun you know testing sidewalk robot deliveries so what is the moral cost of this? Amazon is not without its fair share of controversy. You know, there've been stories of employees being overworked, um, working in unsafe conditions, and in some cases, not having any, like enough break time. In response, Amazon increased minimum wage for all their warehouse employees across the US uh, to $15 an hour basically called out all their competitors to follow suit. And they also spent 55 million in warehouse safety improvements. But, you know, honestly with, you know, rising expectations, we can only expect more stress on the humans who make this happen or until those 100,000 robots, that figure's just blowing my mind, completely replace all the workers, which is highly unlikely since Amazon pledged around 700 million to retrain its US workforce by 2025 to move them to more advanced jobs. Um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm definitely not excusing any violations Amazon may have committed to worker safety. All I'm saying is that consumer demand and innovation by these retailers has almost created this vicious cycle where if anyone lets up, including Amazon, the competition will take their place. So what can we learn from all of this? 
I take away two things from this. Uh, the first is, you know, whether you're running a lemonade stand, small business as a personal trainer or a tech startup, having a definitive goal and focus to hit that goal will drive innovation and growth to meet it. Um, there's an interview on CNBC, which dates back to 1999, where Jeff Bezos explicitly states that the one thing Amazon is obsessing over is the customer experience from end to end. And I got to say, when you look at, you know, the business model and how it's changed over time, you know, from having more control and shipping infrastructure to literally 100,000 robots in the fulfillment centers to now filing patents for flying warehouses where drones deliver products to consumers. It's all driven by that singular goal of creating the ultimate consumer experience. And, you know, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur to think this way. Um, You know, if you think of yourself as a business, you can always continue to improve yourself. You can always continue to grow and make yourself way more attractive for employers. And if you look at yourself as a CEO of your life, um, are you steering the ship in the right direction? Uh, The second thing is Jeff didn't start out with the world's largest e-commerce marketplace. He started off with one simple product. Up until then, there was no comprehensive catalog that existed for books. Also, you know, there are many people who passed on the opportunity to invest in Amazon. So it's always good, you know, to keep in mind that, hey, we all start from somewhere. All right, homies, that's all I got for you. Um, Stay on the path. I hope you guys enjoyed me dropping some knowledge. Please like and share the podcast. Also leave a dope review and uh, see you guys next time. Peace.